Okay. We are live. Another episode of Beer, Bacon, and Bros coming at you. Uh, got Adam and Chris in here, as always. What's um, going on? Yeah. We've got things to talk about. Sports. Um, political stuff that's just we probably won't get into just because no one really knows what's going on. So we're not going to sit here and act like we know what's going on. And beers. And beers. We love beers. We got beer reviews to do. We also have a uh, interesting sandwich conversation that's probably going to end up. I'm not quite sure how it's going to end up. Honestly, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna bet it's not going to be that interesting just because Chris said it. Just, let's go ahead. What's the uh, the odds on that? I, I think it's going to. I mean, I think. I don't know. You did, we didn't think the uh, the chili conversation that we had a couple episodes or a couple. I guess it's probably been ten episodes ago. Um, like the chili is chili a soup yeah combo it, it's session? a lot so it's along those lines and that turned up even to being a 45 minute are you gonna is, debacle. Are, you, are you going with his hot dog a sandwich no no okay. no, no. <laughs> um oh I, know, I think i know which one it is yeah actually i made the comment to you the other day and yeah then, i know exactly what it is then and then i looked up it's interesting i feel like it's gonna be more agreeable than uh soup is or chili is being a soup stuff like that. I, agree, I agree with that i agree with that so um but you wanted me to lead the show off with uh, our so, locks of the weekend. Yes, go right. ahead. So if if you're a listener and you don't know, um, we put out our quote-unquote locks of the weekend on Instagram either Thursday or Fridays of every week. And um, and what we're doing, like, you know, it's sports gambling, obviously. So, uh, you know, if you're a gambler, obviously take into consideration our locks of the weekend, uh, especially this past weekend because we would have made you quite a good bit of money. But not um, be parlayed all of them because – one person out of the group had to get it wrong. Yeah, if you're ever actually gambling our locks of the weekend, put maybe two, two, two yeah, two and three, uh, and just hope for the best. But actually, this weekend we went four out of five. Adam freaking screwed it up. Who Adam actually? So the the funny part is Adam. I don't know if you realize since we started doing our locks of the weekend again and putting them on Instagrams, I'm pretty sure you were actually undefeated. I see, you I and Devin were the only two that had not. I say I gotten think I've gotten wrong. every every one of mine right until this weekend. Yeah, I think I've only gotten like the first one wrong. You literally got the first one wrong, and then you've pet the, bet the Steelers. I think three straight weeks in a row and been correct. Hey man, all of them. put your money on the winning horse. Hey, yeah, I mean, yeah. So don't hate me for being right. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not hating you <laughs> oh, in any no, way, shape, or form for it. So it's just funny because the one weekend where we like I get it right. I think I you and no, it was me and Devin. Me and Devin had college picks. We both got ours right. Alex had the Steelers plus four. Hell, they won the football game. No, I and, and I uh, had I had a college bet I liked, but I was like, was it the coastal bet? Um, coastal against Georgia Southern. Yes, yes, yeah. See, you should have just stuck with coastal. Yeah, coastal was, won you the week before, and you. I was just, I was ready to bet coastal because Georgia Southern is terrible. You should have just you should have just rode the coastal train, and we'd have gone five for five. But yeah, yeah, I know, uh, but. Yeah, I mean, I had, but all right, all right. The fact I I took the Tennessee Titans. All right, they're playing Cincinnati, who is arguably what the third worst team in the NFL right now. Um, they have what one win? I'm not quite sure. Yeah, they have a tie. I think they're I think they're two, three, and one at this point. So uh, after the Titans win, of course, so they're coming into the game. They had one win and a tie. Okay, all right. So yeah, they had one win going into the week. The offense for the Titans has just looked phenomenal the past two or three weeks. Nobody seemed to be stopping Derrick Henry. AJ Brown's been going off. Like it was just they coming off a hard fought game against the Steelers. Like should have been an easy win. Five and a half thought it was thought it was there. 
lost by what, like ten or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was sucks. It was rough. So here's the funny thing. So he called Devin calls me up on um. Yeah, he he, text, he actually texted me Sunday morning and wanted to know that you get your bet right because going into the weekend, Devin was like, "Y'all might as well just let the lock of the weekends be my picks because I'm undefeated." Blah 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 blah. And uh, and I was like, I don't know why you're bragging so much. Adam's undefeated too. And uh, he was like, "What? No way!" Blah blah. blah. So um, I told he he asked me what your pick was on Sunday morning. I said he's got uh, he's got Cincinnati minus the five and a half. Titans he, or Titans might in the five and a half. He's like, where did he get five and a half from? The lines at six, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, at the time he gave it to me, it was five and a half, Devin. Like, I, I literally went back to the charts and showed him where on Thursday it was five and a half. So, yeah. Um, so I sent it over to him. I'm like, this is what he had, blah, blah. So Devin's like, you know what? Adam's going to lose this week, and I'm I'm uh, putting money on the Cincinnati money line. I was like, okay, sure. So you made Devin money because he bet the literal opposite of you. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> so he no, wanted good he, for him. Good for him. Glad he, he made money. He called me tonight. He, he gave me his lock of the weekend for this weekend. What's he and, got? Uh, What's his bet of the week? He weekend? is going to take Cincinnati minus the 13 and a half against uh, the Houston Cougars. The Cincinnati Bearcats. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Number nine in the country. So do what uh, now? Devin's <clears throat> lock of the weekend this weekend is going to be the Cincinnati Bearcats minus 13 and a half versus the Houston Cougars while at home. So um, he did that just out of spite against Dana Holgerson, who is the head coach of Houston, who used to be. Um, West Virginia's head coach. So, um, that I, I haven't even looked for my locks of the weekend. So we'll get them together. Yeah, after had, the show say, tomorrow morning. Yeah, but, we'll get them. We'll get them out tomorrow morning. We'll have them in by tonight, and yeah. then they'll be on social media. Yeah, tomorrow. is uh, Pittsburgh? No, Pittsburgh's not on a buy. You're good. So Alex will take Pittsburgh, either uh, plus or minus. Shoot, I definitely... they're playing the Cowboys. Okay, uh, over. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I definitely forgot to check my lineup this week. So I'm hoping. Aaron Jones did play, if that's what you're about to ask. No, no. You know I, what? I wish I wish at the beginning of the season I had just bet money on like the Steelers making it to the Super Bowl. Cause I feel like those odds have like been skewed so much that if it actually happened oh, and I had bet at the beginning of the season, the payout would have been a lot more than it is now, obviously. Um Super Bowl getting to the Super Bowl is still a big ask. Um, because I mean I just think it's it's Kansas City we're gonna have to get through and then possibly Baltimore again. I think I think what you what you probably should have done is the Steelers over under wins because I bet it's probably somewhere around 10, like 10 and a half probably. And I mean, you're sitting at, we're on pace to, uh, we've got three week teams coming up and we're seven and oh. So we, it, I think week 11, well, game 11 for us is going to be the next Baltimore game. That's not really, that's really the next big test again. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, we're playing the Cowboys, the Bengals, and then someone else, I think again. I can't remember who the third team is. I know it's the third team, but I just can't remember. Yeah, I really just like that would have been the safe bet. I really wanted the Carolina Panthers five and a half on the on the line for their wins. I think they're going to get there. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like. I think you would probably be a little astonished at, at probably what the Pittsburgh to the Super Bowl line would be. You, I mean, you're probably thinking like a hundred to one. Like you put down a dollar, you win a hundred dollars kind of odds, but it probably wasn't that much with Tom Brady moving to the NFC. And you know, like you said, Kansas City, Baltimore, I guess probably the Titans. Well, the big thing would have been um, Pittsburgh just being untested, unproven, really. A bunch of younger guys that are kind of Ben's coming back off an injury. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just feel like 
I know the the odds to win the Super Bowl has changed drastically, so the odds to have gotten there probably was the same way. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I mean, all in all, I, I didn't really. I mean, you and I were in Asheville, so we had a great weekend of of really not really brew hopping, but a great weekend up in Asheville. We got to go to the Biltmore. We got to, um, you know, hang out at the hot tub a lot and uh, smoke some cigars on Saturday and had quite many beers and liquor combinations. So, yeah, I think you I think we drank 48 beers in two days. So or two nights, really. But we did end up hitting at least one brewery, Dry Falls Brewery, back on the way back through Hendersonville, which was kind of great, in my opinion. I thought it was a pretty classy little establishment. You know, what really kind of sucked about Asheville this weekend, I thought after like when I sat back down on Sunday, I was like, it really sucks that Asheville, you know, because Asheville is Adam. Asheville is completely the opposite of here. Like uh, every everything everything's, everything's still kind of shut down. You got to get food to go. There's like there was I think it was five or six breweries that allowed like in person seating, and of course they were doing fifty percent capacity even on top of that. So I mean when we when we would go to a brewery, it would be a two hour two and a half hour wait to try and get in and sit down and drink some beers. We so, we won that one of them we went to. It was Wicked Weed, and we showed up at them. And they're like, hey, it's a two, about two and a half hour, two hour wait line right now. I'm like, okay, well, what time do you close? And they're like, last call's at 10. And we're like, okay, so that two hour wait would put us inside at 9.30. Yeah, we're good. Thank you. And like, yeah. like that's how long lines were up there. Yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of brutal on that. But I really actually, I thought, what was it? Bailey's was the name of the pizza place we got to go to? Barley's. Barley's. Barley's yeah, Barley's had a good selection. They had about 20 beers on tap. They're a local Asheville brew, so... Um, you know, if you followed us on Instagram, you got to see, you know, some of the Instagram stories of, of what we were doing up there. Um, uh, you also got to see, you know, our kind of our posts from the Sunday recap stopped in at a place called the freight yard in Spartanburg. Definitely, uh, uh, beer, bacon bros establishment. That would be uh pretty sweet to get a sponsorship or something from there. Cause I mean, you got brats, you got pretzels, you got cheese tots, you got freaking beer everywhere. So, um, Pittsburgh is a, uh, 14 point favorite. Jesus Christ. Against the Cowboys. Jesus. The over-under, surprisingly, is only 42 right now. Yeah. That's probably because they actually don't believe that Dallas is going to score any. But I have faith in Dallas giving up at least two defensive touchdowns. And then Pittsburgh <laughs> and then Pittsburgh putting up maybe 30 offensively. So, um, I don't know. Pittsburgh likes to play conservative when stuff like that happens. Yeah. You know, I was talking to Garrett actually yesterday about it because he was like, well, should I, you know, should I actually – you know, try and make a move and play uh, Deontay, Johnson. Deontay Johnson. And I was like, I don't know. He's like, I got Ben too. I could double up with him. I'm like, I don't, I don't think Ben comes into this game and throws three touchdowns. I think Ben comes in, throws for 180, throws for two touchdowns, maybe. And James Conner and, and Benny Snell combined for 45 carries, you know, just get in there, run the football, run the clock out. Don't let Dallas score and, and get it out. So, I mean, I kind of see, I kind of do see where Dallas are the over under probably, could not hit. I mean, but uh, I just I, the way Dallas's offense is right now, the amount of fumbles and the amount of interceptions that are being you know given up. There's I just feel like there's definitely two t- defensive touchdowns for Pittsburgh coming this weekend. And if it does happen, I'm I'm just laying claim to it. Uh, there we go. Can we, I I gotta make one comment about the MLB though. So the MLB, uh, well, if you're not paying attention, the MLB is actually doing their award show tonight for. Silver Sluggers for the Atlanta Braves already. So, um, and probably the only four that we're going to end up getting between uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., Freddie Freeman. There's no like, 
There's nothing above silver, right? In this award, technically. I mean, there's the Hank Aaron Award, which is like the one guy. There's the one. Yeah, there's there's one Hank Aaron Award. There's a silver slugger given to every position, basically, just like there's a gold go- glove given at every. I just position. know. I just love the fact that they're sticking with the uh, alliterations of it, where it's gold glove, so GG, and then silver slugger SS. Like they're they're keeping it with that rhyming, or not really like alliteration. That's what it is. The first letter of each word rhymes, I, or not rhymes, it's just the same. I'm not gonna lie to you; I never even noticed that. Yeah, but yeah, you. Did you see when Max Fried won a Gold Glove? Though he did win a Gold Glove. How about that? I, how How does a pitcher win a Gold Glove? They because field he, man because they field. He only had one error all season. And you a, gotta think as a, as a pitcher to have only one error when the, you know those balls are coming back at him hot. Not just that. I mean, you know, you got to field your position off the mound when it comes to bunts and stuff like that. He just it clearly did very well. So pitchers cover the bag sometimes. So I mean, yeah, but um, I just didn't. I guess watching it, you just didn't see like that many defense plays made by Max Fried. Yeah, I mean, you just don't think about it. But yeah. he was he was consistent. So I mean, they give it they give a gold glove to a pitcher and on in the NL and AL side. So who won it on the AL side? Hell, fine now. I haven't even anybody see it. Uh, the MLB is just so dumb, dumb. dumb, so dumb. This is what I was going to get at a second ago. The MLB decided they could have just waited one week. One week. Hell, they could have done it a week earlier. The season's yeah. been over. True. I mean, just get the get the awards out. You they, scheduled the awards. The, the main award show of the of the of the couple of days that spread out. You schedule most of the big ones on election night. On election, like there's election nothing night, else, and, the, and then like the day after. Yeah, there's nothing. There's literally you don't think there's anything else that people are going to be watching on Tuesday, November third. Yeah. I mean, come on, MLB. And you're wondering why you're behind the NBA and the NFL's revenue and attendance and and new you know younger viewers and shit like that. I mean, come on. So, God, that's aggravating. But that's what I was going to say. Also, the a you know the Atlanta Braves walking away with four silver sluggers, because um, technically Marcelo Zuna walked away with one in the outfield. You had Freddie Freeman. Well, Azuna walked. Azuna walked away with his for the DH position. They gave one of the D. Okay, yeah. so yeah, they gave one of the NLDH this year because then Acuna got it for the outfield. Yeah. Well, one of the three, one of the outfield. out, three outfields. So, yeah, but four silver sluggers. I mean, and I'm not surprised. I mean, all of them were well above in the batting average. All of them had you know ten double or double digit homers, and um, you know, so pretty good, pretty good snag there for the uh, the Atlanta Braves. But God, the MLB freaking being dumb as hell, absolutely dumb as hell. I didn't. Uh, I didn't really watch any college football or NFL football this past weekend. Adam, did you get a chance to watch anything this weekend? No, and I didn't watch anything on Sunday. Saturday, I watched some games, but didn't really watch too many. Okay, okay. I uh, I was trying to look back and see if there was any uh, any specific upsets or anything. The I know Texas beat Ohio or beat Oklahoma State this past weekend. Yeah, uh, did. Who did Auburn play this past weekend? Auburn absolutely crushed LSU. Oh, yeah, so so yeah, I watched it. Well, part Shocker. Of it. Watched part of it, and to to think as a Carolina fan though yeah. that you that you beat Auburn and just got your wheels blown off by you know LSU. by LSU, who then the following week just went and got their wheels blown off by all like. What happened? It don't, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Alex Auburn beat LSU forty-eight to eleven this past weekend. Yeah, that was a score we did not see. So I oh you, oh man, did you realize what the final score of the Coastal game was? 
No. 51 to nothing. I knew they were up big. I could have just... taken that 16-point line 51 to nothing. So I, I'm just going down the list. West Virginia upsets number 16 Kansas State at home, 37-10. You know, the Clemson-Boston College game. Oh, I did I did watch it The going into – I watched the first half of it and part of the third. Clemson's kind of made their comeback there in the third, and then Boston College just didn't quite look the same coming out at halftime. But in the first half – they were shocking a lot of people. Yeah. Who was this? Boston, Boston College, College was beating Clemson. I mean, at one point, I think it was 28 to 10. 10. Yeah. Yeah. Clemson scored 24. Oh, yeah. That game was, uh, we were getting shitty service and could see refreshing scores every five minutes because we were walking through the Biltmore at that time. Yeah. And it was, uh, that was an interesting one to kind of keep track of that way, like remotely. But Clemson scores 24 unanswered points, ends up beating Boston College. Uh, we talked about the Coastal, 51 to nothing. Bro, that's rough. Number uh, 24 unanswered is just rough, no matter who you're facing. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you were up by that much. What about 51 unanswered? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Old Sean Elliott down there at Georgia State. Sorry, buddy. But uh, Michigan loses to Michigan State, 24-27. Yeah, no, I don't think a lot of people didn't see that one coming. No. Georgia and Kentucky scored a whole 17 points together. So there's that <laughs> SEC that that was what looks like SEC football right there. So uh, Notre Dame scoring 31 on Georgia Tech, Indiana, Ole Miss, Ole Miss and Vandy a 54 to 21 score. Yikes! Texas beat uh, upset number six Oklahoma State in overtime. My line of Boise State, I got a little nervous because before I, I didn't realize before the game started that Boise State starting quarterback was out, but their backup quarterback comes in. They beat Air Force 49-30. Bama shuts out the uh, the Pirate, Mike Leach, for the first time in his entire coaching career. He was shut out this weekend. Alabama winning 41 to nothing. Texas A&M beats Arkansas. SMU beat Navy. Oh, Ohio State kind of waxing Penn State. That was another interesting game. Uh, yeah, but I wasn't shocked by it. Uh, how about Virginia upsetting number 15, North Carolina? Didn't see that one coming now. Yep, 44-41. So, yeah, I mean, a couple couple upsets. Oklahoma dropped 62 on Texas Tech. BYU, uh, arguably one of the best teams in the country right now. 41-10 win over Western Kentucky. That is like, that is the game to watch tomorrow. BYU, Boise State, tomorrow night on the blue field, 945. Got a three-and-a-half-point line for BYU. Tomorrow night or Saturday? Tomorrow night. Oh. Friday night. In Friday Boise. night football. Friday night football <laughs> in Boise, Idaho. The ACC playing a, a game tomorrow night as well. Number 11 North or number eleven Miami going to NC State. Got a ten-and-a-half-point line so on that, that should one. be – NC State hadn't looked great this year. That should be an easy win for Miami. NC State's 4-2. and two. But I know they are, but, like, they just – nothing has looked uh, – the few games I've watched them play – Nothing seemed clean. Yeah, I mean, the, they just—I feel like everything looked. They've won. They've been able to win out, or they've been, you know, on a game-winning drive here. But they just hadn't looked, uh, you know, clean from start to finish. How yeah. about this, NC State? What if I told you NC State is four points away from being two and four instead of being four and two? I can believe it. That's what I'm saying. They've—they've they've won a lot of cl- like one score games. Yeah. They they literally won it's a It's one, one of those like you just keep squeaking by. I think they're three and one in one score games. I think they are. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They uh they beat Pitt by literally one point and they beat Wake Forest by three. Yeah. So 
Uh, but yeah, three and a half point favorite BYU coming to number nine BYU coming to number twenty one Boise State on the blue field in Boise, Idaho, nine forty five uh, kickoff there. So some other good week. I mean, some other good games this weekend. When I was looking at them, Michigan and Indiana. So Michigan is zero and two, or no, sorry, they're one and one. I'm sorry, they're one and one. They uh, they did end up beating the dog crap out of Minnesota in game one, then losing Michigan State. So number twenty three Michigan going to. Number 13, Indiana, who is 2-0. Arizona State and Southern California. So, Arizona State, you know, was a pretty good team last year. They're going to – Is this week one of Pac-12 football? This is week one of Pac-12 football, and the Pac-12 has already canceled one game. So, the uh, Cal and Washington game won't be happening this weekend due to coronavirus at Cal. Uh, Marshall, not that they have a great opponent in UMass, who's arguably the worst team in all of college football, but can you believe that Marshall – is favored by 45 points. The old, old Marshall, 45. Huh? The Thundering Herd is favored by 45 points. The old Minutemen of UMass are that bad? They're, listen, they're terrible. They, might, they, they, they came up, I don't even remember if they went into a conference That's, initially. They for, went. For, you've, with that being a matchup of those two teams and being favored by that much, that should just say the other teams just like, it's middle school kids out there. It is. I That's mean, what they have to be looking at them like. Like they're just a bunch of middle school kids running it, around it out there. It kind of really is. I mean, it, they are they are the absolute worst team. I it's guess UMass and who? It is UMass and Marshall. Marshall number sixteen. Marshall. Also, be clear about that number sixteen. Marshall. So, how about the uh, number sixteen in the top twenty-five? Yes. That's just because we've got nobody playing. No, I mean everybody's back now. Marshall's five and zero. Oh. Number one in the east of uh, whatever conference they're in. I can't remember what it is now. I think it's Conference USA or whatnot. Marshall's beating Eastern Kentucky, beating App State, Western Kentucky, Louisiana Tech, uh, FAU, and now they got the UMass Minutemen on the schedule. So, um, Oh, you got the uh, – what do they call this again? Georgia, Florida, and Jacksonville, uh, world's largest it's outdoor co- cocktail, cocktail party. party. Yeah, mm-hmm. the cocktail party is this weekend. I've actually- mentioned it. I've mentioned it before on this show, but my dad's been to that party one time. Are they? Are they actually going to have the cocktail party? With Most the- likely not. I say. I wonder if they. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure they're not having too many fans, but I don't know if the SEC is not going to let them do it I in Jacksonville. It. Yeah, they're in Jacksonville. On yeah, C- I mean, the, on yeah. CBS. Yeah, I mean that's where the game's always played. But I was saying, like, are they gonna actually allow them to have their oh the actual world famous scene? cocktail party that you know? <laughs> that's what why it's got its name. Highly doubt Jacksonville's allowing that. So um, Georgia, a three and a half point favorite, number five Georgia over uh, number eight Florida. Any thoughts on that? I'm gonna take Florida. Yeah, I say if, I like Florida. Uh, if say that again, me. Florida yeah. and Georgia. Florida, Georgia. Georgia's a three and a half point favorite. Yeah, I'm going to take that. I, I would go with Georgia winning this game. You think so? Yeah. Okay. okay. We'll split going Georgia, I'm going I think Florida. Florida's good. I just think Georgia's probably just like – I think they're better. I think they're just more of a – Complete team? Yeah. I say Florida's going to put up points. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a they, close game. They're going to put up points. It's – can their defense hold – It literally might be just by four points. I say can, can their defense hold Georgia – that or it's by a field goal. Points. It just yeah. might it might be a game winning field goal at yeah. the end. We got uh that's what I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with the game winning field goal at the end. By Georgia. I like it. Um 
yeah, by Georgia. I like it. All right, the only other game I guess is probably worth talking about. Seven thirty, probably going to be college game day. I'm not quite sure. I haven't even looked at it. Um, the Clemson Tigers, the the Clemson Tigers, and uh, Notre Dame, number one versus number four. Obviously, Clemson without Trevor Lawrence got DJ Ulawele or whatever his name is um, starting at quarterback. Who actually looked really good last week. I saw a bunch of Clemson fans roasting him saying that he looked scared, wasn't prepared or whatever. Go look at them freaking numbers. The guy's freaking uh, on fire. I mean, every everything you could even ask for from a freaking 18-year-old he's doing. So, uh, any, I know how I feel about this game. And if I tell you all that I think Clemson's going to blow Notre Dame out the water, what do you all think? Unfortunately, I think that's going to be the truth. Yeah. Like you saying, I'm talking two like, touchdowns. Okay, I was gonna say you're talking two, three touchdown win. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking Clemson's a five and a half point favorite. I'm talking at least two touchdowns. <sighs> yeah, I mean let's let's. This is Notre Dame's eye test again, and it always is every year. Of are they as good as people? You know, the AP poll has them. You know, are they as good as good as they seem? So, two touchdowns, I think, is a little healthy. Um. But I, I do see Clemson winning by like ten. Yeah. It's I mean I say two scores, maybe not two touchdowns, but like two scores. I mean, I think that's fair. I I, I certainly think that's fair. I just don't uh Huh. Anybody know who McCade Huntsman is? Yes, I do. Do you? Yeah, me and you know, we're in the Navy together. Oh, tell that man to come on. What's up, McKay, dude? Long time no. Welcome to the long chat. time no talk. Welcome to the chat, my guy. Thanks for joining. Interesting us Interesting story with um. So we were in we were going through training together in Pensacola. Just remember, then, just remember, the Navy can listen to our episodes. Yeah, I'm not gonna say nothing crazy. Okay. Um, just happened to like be on orders in Augusta for a while, and he just happened to have been like PCS there. And we like ran into each other in the passing. It was kind of cool. Mm, okay. Small world. That's awesome. That's awesome. So did y'all go to basic training together? No, Richard? not at all. No. AIT or ATI or whatever that was. It's called A school, but yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Just I say the same thing. Just different. We call it something different. <laughs> doesn't it uh doesn't actually have like a specific three letter thing though? Or you just I mean no, it's we just called call it A school. No, okay. uh, uh the army calls it AIT, that, like yeah. advanced, advanced individual training. Yeah. Okay, but the Navy doesn't call it that. No, we just call it A school. No, fair enough. Advanced, I mean, wait, wait, if, you go, if you go to a school after that, it's called C school, which is just the letter C. Way to simplify things. Yeah, we keep you. it simple. Yeah. A school, advanced I mean, schooling. <laughs> yeah. Would the Air Force just call it school? Uh, the Air Force just call it, the I think Force. they call it. I think they call it tech train or something like that. Oh. Yeah, they're okay. getting actually. They called a, a uh, six month stay at a golf resort. <laughs> they actually with a hot tub. Yeah, <laughs> they're getting a a, a two year degree in computer science, mm-hmm. and they just call it tech school. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> uh, hey, one of the guys I work with right now, he's a a nine S in the Air Force, which is just like a very weird weird job to have because you basically become like a what's what you become like a utility tool. Okay. He, he literally he was, was a trained, tool guy. <laughs> he was an HVAC technician, then got sent to like these cryogenic things that like cools down like a super super coolant for like air and like okay very specialized part of hvac and now he's over with us doing like application development he's just like how the fuck did i end up here like (laughs) (laughs) he went working on super cooling elements for ac units to yeah yeah working on application development life comes at you fast boys yeah (laughs) i don't know how those two were late but hey they don't he struggled for like the first four months he was like i'm so lost (laughs) 
Uh, so two things, Steve. Uh, thanks for reminding me. Yes, the Masters coming up next weekend, the twelfth. Yep. Yeah. 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 Twelfth through the fifteenth or something like that. And uh, NASCAR finals are on Sunday, so someone's going to get crowned a champion in NASCAR. I have no idea who's in it. I have Martin Truex Jr. Baby, let's go. Is it really? I have no idea. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> That's I, just the I only. Don't know, name. Man. That's just was, like the only name in NASCAR I know. Well, I was going to say, I, we're, I'm being a terrible sports person. I have no idea who's in it. Man, on you NASCAR. took a NASCAR class, man. Come on. I did take a NASCAR. I did take a NASCAR <laughs> class, um, but I, I honestly have not watched NASCAR. Don't get me wrong. I declared that Chase Elliott was my guy after Junior retired, but I don't think I've actually watched a NASCAR race since Junior retired. Yeah, I couldn't tell you the last NASCAR race. I and watched. I think this is Jimmy Johnson's last year, so I feel kind of bad because he he has been a historically great driver. Yeah, and won multiple championships. But uh, and also McCade, uh, I agree with you. I mean, listen, Clemson's really injured, and I mean that that you know that's what they're that's what they're cry for how Boston In, College injured could, and sick. Yeah, I mean that's how Boston College. They cried that Boston College, uh, you know, put so many points on them because their star linebacker was out. I really do hope that they struggle like they did against Boston College because I feel like if they struggle like that with Notre Dame, I think that's probably the best team on their schedule that has the chance of actually taking down a yeah. hurt Clemson. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think North Carolina is still a tough test in the at the end of the year in the ACC championship game. But I mean, North Carolina losing to Florida State and Virginia, there's there's something wrong there. Like there's something wrong within Matt Brown's program up there, as far as those th- are two wins that you sh- shouldn't. Those are two teams you should beat by twenty in the yeah. ACC. If you're if you're North Carolina, you're going to be a powerhouse in the ACC, like you're talking about being the one challenger to Clemson every year. I mean, you need to be beaten. Florida State's the second worst team in the ACC behind Georgia Tech. I mean, I'm I'm going to make that statement. People might argue Syracuse, but I mean. That's the truth. Those are yeah. Those are your bottom three teams right there, though. In in Syracuse, Florida State, Georgia Tech. Yeah, and I mean Georgia Tech's just struggling because I mean well, I know they're they're, 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 they're they're what year two or three with a new coach. They're two. year two year of two. A, of changing your hundred year old offense. Yeah, yeah. year two hundred years of running triple option, <laughs> recruiting guys that play in a triple option, and then all of a sudden you're like, nope, we're going to a spread offense. Like that is not going to work well for well, the first two years yeah, at all. Yeah, I mean he, this if if he if this coach makes it. He needs a good like five or six. Oh yeah, to get things acclimated to the. Oh way yeah, he they wants. have to give him time because yeah. that is a hard, hard change to make. That's not going to be a three-year bounce back. No. Yeah, I mean, we argue. You know, we argue about Will Muschamp in year five and whether he deserves a year six or year seven. I mean, that guy is literally taking an entire school of triple option guys and trying to create a spread offense. You, he needs to not only. From the moment he stepped on campus, the guys that are on his team are not going to do him any good, right? Yeah. So if you're going to have three to four years of just losing football, and to try and bring to in bring in guys. his guys, yeah. yeah, and they're playing a lot of freshmen. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, even the freshmen that he's going to be bringing in this year are not going to be extremely talented freshmen. They're just people that fit his system. Yeah, so I, he probably look, three stars, probably. Bro, I mean, at the best, yeah, yeah, at the best. You probably, might, probably you one might, four star here. So you might get a four star lineman. Maybe. You, you might you might get some four star guys that are like they're recognizing that if they do go there and do well, the team does well, down. that they get recognition that they were there when Georgia Tech went through basically this yeah. revolution. This this rebuild. and you helped become we like build. the face <laughs> of the new generation of Georgia Tech football. Yeah. Now speaking of the triple option, it was wild watching the Steelers and Ravens, and the Ravens being lined up like in a pistol formation with a guy beside uh, Lamar. 
and a guy behind him, but he's still lined up at like the full. He, Lamar's lined up at like the fullback position. He's like that three yard drop. Yeah, three yard drop. Guy behind him and well, guy to his left. Maybe not three yard drop. And they're running like yard. they're running like speed option to the edge and getting like ten yards every time. And I'm like, five years ago in the NFL, this would have not not happened. not not happened. No, but he's come in and he's he's literally revolutionizing how these well, offenses can work. They're bringing yeah, they're bringing a lot of this college style play. A lot of teams are. Into into pro football because they're kind of recognizing you if you draft these quarterbacks that are playmakers in that system, and you give them the NFL and you just throw them into a pro style, it's not going to work too well. But well, if they, you actually, they don't they they just they're not, th- not going to thrive. Yeah, they just don't seem to develop. Now, in in Lamar's case and Patrick Mahomes, like they're in systems like the coach are like, you know what, you this is what you're good at. Yeah, we can make our offense work around it. And now you're seeing the how developing that offense around that star player and how it can blossom into, you know, possibly another MVP season for Lamar, another MVP season for Patrick Mahomes, you know, just setting all sorts of either rushing records. I I would venture to say that Lamar could be on par for what Cam did in his first two, three seasons when he entered, you know, entered the league. Yeah. I can see that. Would you say that two to three year, like in year three of Cam Newton versus what will be year three of Lamar this year? Do you think Lamar is better than Cam? Play, yeah. I mean, Lamar's got the arm. He has a good arm. Cam may have had a better arm at year three, but I just think Lamar was can just make plays out of nothing on the run, on the scramble a little bit better than Cam could. Like, Cam could run between the tackles, and, you know, he was just 6'6", 250, 260. He, he was a goal line threat. Yeah. Yeah. Which Lamoy is too, but now you're you're worried about him if he gets outside the tackle box. That linebacker can't catch him. No. He's, he's too shifty for, you know, and he could might, you know, he might outrun a, a corner. Like, he's just shifty enough to, if he gets outside the tackles, that's, Lamar's a hard man to bring down. Cam Newton didn't mind trying to run you over between the tackles and, you know, taking on a linebacker. I feel like there's also a major size advantage to Cam Newton on that. Yeah. Yeah. He was 6'6", and Lamar is what, 6'2"? 6'2", yeah. Also, just poundage. I mean, Cam Newton was a a way-grown man when he showed up. I would argue that Lamar Jackson probably came out of college at 190. I mean. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I'll give you – all right, I'm going to give you these four names, and I want you to tell me what all four of these quarterbacks have in common. Right? Lamar – Lamar Jackson. They beat the Cowboys. Oh, I got uh, it. I got it. I've got it. Go ahead and list them. Lamar Jackson. Okay. Kyler Murray. Okay. Russell Wilson and Jared Allen. I've got it. You ready for this? Yeah. You said those are four quarterbacks? Yeah. yeah they all, yeah, they all their, played quarterback. No, they oh, all lead their God. team in rushing. Sorry, Josh Allen, not Jared Allen, by the way. They probably do all lead their team in rushing. No, they, they don't all lead their team in rushing. Ooh. But they're all they're all four quarterbacks that average over 30 yards rushing per game this year. Who's uh, I know Josh Allen. Surprising I know Josh from Allen. I know Josh Allen's leading the. He might be leading the. Buffalo does he just Bills have like that sneaky rushing. speed or something? He's, yes. He's, he's tall. He's lanky. He's six six. He is two forty. You remember? Right? You remember how? He's, did you ever see Jonathan Lump play in high school? No. No. I, he I, went to Lexington. I know, but that doesn't mean he didn't. Oh, yeah, did I mean, ever, just because I went to Lexington doesn't mean I couldn't have seen him. He's only, I mean, he's only down right, right down the road from me. That's what I'm saying. Like it wasn't like, like he came to a BC game because I know I went to a Lexington game. No. Yeah. 
but so no, I never, he, I never saw Jonathan. Play. Uh, so Jonathan Lump didn't look like he ran fast. He just covered three yards of stride. And same, <laughs> Pretty much. And same with Josh Allen. Josh Allen doesn't look like he runs fast. He Josh, just, Josh Allen's not terrible. He's a four-five speed. But he, yeah, he covers three yards of stride well, that's once like he gets going. My brother-in-law, David. You know, he's he's six foot four. Yeah. Kind of a bigger guy, but he has great miles times in the army because. He's got that long ass stride. Yeah. To yeah. him, to him, it's not really running that fast, but he's covering so much ground between stride that exactly. it's playing into his advantage. It is, and that's the same thing with Josh. Josh Allen just covers eight eight feet of stride. You know, it's and just that, something ridiculous. And the, the biggest thing is like all of those guys are kind of younger quarterbacks, right? All of those guys. I mean, Russell Wilson's not really young anymore. He's but, say he's the oldest of that crowd, but. All of those quarterbacks now are making NFL defenses actually keep a linebacker or a spy, safety yeah, some as kind a of spy, spy, which is taking one man off the defense and now opening up your offense a little bit better. You're you're playing, you're playing really honestly ten on ten at that you point. You can't drop the you know drop seven guys and just all right. Yeah, you yeah. can't just say like okay, we're gonna rush four, drop seven. Yeah, the QB's become the QB has become a dual threat. Yes, yeah. it's, it's changing the landscape of the defenses in the NFL. And I think that's why a lot of the NFL teams, like you talked about, the way Baltimore's offense runs, a lot of NFL teams are really starting to open up to the idea of having a dual threat quarterback in their offense uh, because it does become a weapon when there's somebody that you know actually can hurt you with their legs, like. You know, the, hate to say it, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, and, and Tom Brady—they're not gonna hurt anybody with the leg. Ryan Tannehill not gonna hurt anybody with their legs. Not say not even in their you know, prime. Even even Joe Burrow's really not gonna hurt anybody with his legs. But you know, some of those other quarterbacks. But like, um, but like even like those big three that you named: Big Ben, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Like even in their prime days, that wasn't a running quarterback. wasn't a thing. Like they were gonna sit in the pocket and just try to throw for five hundred yards, yeah. and that's what they. That was prototypical pro style what happened in the nfl and before these past few years i want to probably i would easily say the last time there was really a true running quarterback that was a threat michael you'd have vick. to go back to mike vick. michael vick oh you'd have to go back nasty. to mike mike vick part one <laughs> not mike vick part two but the part one the yeah. actual atlanta falcons yeah mike vick. <laughs> so ryan i think um because i so let me, let I me make sure i new, say this, this right new wave of dual threat quarterback Kind of came on with Russell Wilson, though. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't really. I think it was Russell and Cam that kind of really yeah. put that on there. Um, more so Cam than Russell, honestly. I mean, Russell Russell runs, but he doesn't. He, he doesn't consistently run, you know. But, and but when when Seattle was winning and made that Super Bowl one, like I he think, extended the pocket. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, he, he got pocket. out and he you know he was making he was making plays with his legs when he needed to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd argue that. So I, I had a – it was the funny stat of the weekend. So it was um, Matt Ryan is the first Atlanta Falcons quarterback to rush for a touchdown of over 10 yards since Michael Vick. I mean, yeah, that's – if you look at who they've had as quarterback since Michael Vick left. It's, it's literally it's, Matt Ryan. Yeah, okay. Then, yeah, <laughs> that's, not, what I, that's, not what I, that's what I laughed about this weekend. I was like, guys, it it hasn't I mean, Matthew Matt Schaub had to play a couple games when Matt Ryan was hurt here or like here or there when he was there. But I mean, I'm like, guys, it's literally, literally, <laughs> literally Michael Vick was taken out of the NFL and taken to jail, and then the very next year they drafted Matt Ryan. I mean, it's it's not like it's they not was, like it's been 30 years. <laughs> well, it's yeah. oh, it's not like yeah, they went through like six different quarterbacks. It was <laughs> no, they've had he one left. And then Matt Ryan stepped into the wall, <laughs> and he's filled it pretty well. So I was just like, "That's such a such a 
dumb stats. Was that so. an ESPN stat? Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. So Matt Lyons, the only quarterback Man, to watch on a Tuesday I, for more than ten yards with the full. I love, I love those stats because like a team can be lined up on the twenty-five yard line, you know, make it trying to only got twenty-five yards to go to the end zone, so they're in the op, the, other, the opposing team's twenty-five yard line, and the ESPN could just literally be like, oh, when. You know, the Atlanta Falcons are lined up on the opposing 25 on, on a Thursday dash. night after 9 o'clock in November with the full moon. Matt Ryan throws a complete pass. On like, grass. It's like, oh, no shit, man. If you narrow it down that much. Like, sometimes these stats are just like, Way really? <laughs> why Like why do we need to know this? He's the only left-handed quarterback to ever roll to the right yeah. and throw it between his legs and make the complete pass. Well, of, no. of more than 20 yards. <laughs> well, it's like that that one pitcher that had one hand that threw in the MLB. Yeah. Well, you know, I, you know he was one-handed? He, he had one hand. Okay. So his, yeah. other, his other arm, his non-pitching arm, there was still there was stuff there. Like, he had, like, a forearm and everything. There was like no hand. Yeah. He was a nub. And I guarantee you, if, if that happened in modern time, ESPN would be like, first one-handed pitcher to throw yada, yada, yada. It's like, well, no shit. He's the first one ever to play Do at we? all. Like... <laughs> Don't give us these crazy ass stats when it's like the odds of that happening because you've narrowed it down so much by putting these little factors into it. I, just, I don't know. I just, yeah, sometimes those like, things are hilarious. Funny. They are funny. He's the first white one handed pitcher from Brooklyn, New York, standing over six foot three in 110 years. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay. <laughs> and I love the ones that are like, if you're watching any sports cast and it's your team and they talk about something your team's done, like, I, I love the one where it's like, you know, as a Steelers fan, they're like, Ben Roethlisberger hasn't been sacked in 35 plays. Like, well, no shit. Now he's going to get sacked. And it never fails. Never fails. He's he's 11. He's he's perfect from inside of 45 yards on game winners. Yeah. It's shanks it left. 43 yards should be middle of the field. Yeah. Pushes it left. Pushes it right. Gets blocked. You're like, you, you jinxed it. Way to go. In <laughs> yeah. It's like that Dr. Pepper commercial where the guy jinxed the kicker and they actually arrest him and put him in jail. And he's like. There's no way this is really like the jinx aren't real. And he's like, tell it to the fans and like shuts the door <laughs> yeah. on them. Like, I think that's true. I'm, I am somewhat superstitious when it comes to sports. Yeah. All right. So we only got one beer for us tonight. Um, you know, as we try and probably do an hour, hour and a half long show, but um, comes from Captain Lawrence Brewing Company in Elmsford, Elmsford, New York. E L M S Ford. Yeah. yeah it's Elms, Elmsford. Elmsford. Elmsford, New York. Uh, I wonder if they pronounce the O in Ford like an O or an E, like Elms Ford or Elmsford. Elmsford. Uh, I wonder I which way it. they go. Hey, our local New Jersey rep, where are you at? I could see it going as Elmsford. <laughs> yeah, uh, probably, it's probably Elmsford. Just because of the accents, probably. Yeah. Interstellar Fog. It's uh, dry hopped with a couple of different types of hops. It's an IPA standing in at uh, 6.5% alcohol by volume. I got a feeling Alex is really going to like this one. The, the can logo on it, it looks like the circles around the Looney Tunes and Space Jam. Yeah. It's, Chris's, it's, Chris's face looks, says that he's either, I don't know, just look, he looks confused. Intrigued, it's kind of intrigued. Is sweet, but also hoppy. Here, try that. Sweet also, and hoppy. It looks like, you. did y'all ever see Interstellar? The movie? Yeah, yeah. So I've watched, I feel like I've watched three hours of that movie, but it's three different hours of that movie, and I still haven't watched <laughs> the which, entire movie. I, all these space movies, I feel like they have the same similar, they have similar names, I get confused. That's the one with Matthew McConaughey, right? Yes. yes. He's trying to, yeah. That movie is really good, because I'm not trying to like toot my horn, but I feel like I followed along really well. That movie is a thinker. Yeah, oh, It's absolutely. one of those that were like, 
if you look away for five minutes and try to come back, something. you're like, okay, what the hell just happened? Well, like, all right. So the only reason I brought that up is because the wings kind of remind me of like the the black hole. Oh yeah, that's that's yeah. what it reminds me of. But the first time I saw that movie, we had stayed up like all night for an SMI the next day. And then after the SMI, we went to the movie theater to watch this. Well, it just takes a while for it to build up. It was one of those movies that just took a while to actually yeah. get going. Well, I fell asleep in the movie. And I woke yeah. up. Well, I woke up like 45 minutes into it. Didn't have a clue what was going on. It's like, man, this movie was terrible. Because I had no idea what was going on. I could not. <laughs> I feel like that is one of those movies, like on top 10 movies that you'll be completely lost on if you don't pay attention or miss a certain amount of minutes. Yeah. Interstellar is going to be like, Top five, at least on that list. Well, yeah, either way. So, so for you to for you to black out essentially forty five minutes of it, yeah, of like a two hour confusion movie. had to have been like no idea what yeah. was going on. And I was like, man, this is this is a terrible. Movie. Yeah, at a certain point, you're just like, I don't even know who Matthew McConaughey is anymore. I got, I don't even recognize these people. What's going on? Yeah. And so either way, I got out of that. I was like, man, there's robots that are talking and flying ships now. What I was the like, hell? Didn't enjoy. It. I was like, that was not good at all. That was a waste of my money. Well, fast forward a couple months when it's like come out on like Amazon prime movie or whatever. Yeah. We watched it again and actually stayed awake and while I changed my entire, con- you know, opinion of the yeah, movie. Absolutely. I was like, yeah. this was actually a very good movie <laughs> and I would definitely watch this again. You just got to stay awake to watch. I was just exhausted after a long, you know, it was just a day and we, he got fun. up, went to lunch, went to a movie, fell asleep. No, we had an S- we had an SMI that day. <laughs> All right, what is that? Yeah, we had a Saturday morning inspection, so we were okay. up at, we were up at five a.m. Like I didn't go to bed until like one because we were up cleaning our room. Went you know up at five. It went to like noon, and then we had a football game. So you just had no like it was just no time to relax and like catch back up. Then we went to a movie like four or five of the guys did and. Felt like I said, just fell asleep. When you got in some of those reclining movie theater chairs, yeah, just don't clocked baby. out. See out. Oh yeah, the first time I went to one of those theaters, like when we first got, started getting them here in the South Carolina area, and it, those reclining chairs. I think the first time we went was we went to Augusta yeah. for it, and I knew immediately sitting down, I was like, I'm gonna fall asleep if I ever if I continue to come here, I'm gonna miss a movie because I'm gonna get in one of these chairs one day and just be one of those. I'm gonna be more tired than I thought I was, and I'm just gonna pass out. That's, Those things that, are comfy. That's yeah. exactly how I kind of went to this movie. It was like, oh, I can make and like depending on how it is, like I can make it through. Nah. I was like, made it 10 minutes out, woke up at like an hour into it, and was like, what in the hell is going on? <laughs> so Illy said, uh Illy, you're the best, by the way. She said it's Elmsford, like you said, with the E R. Yep. Okay. So figured. Um, yeah, freaking New Yorkers. But uh what are your thoughts so far? I mean, I, I feel like it's a it's a solid IPA. Little, I like it. It's a really good IPA. Um, it's not too heavy, but it's just that it's got just enough weight to it, in my opinion. I feel like it's not super hoppy though. It's not. It doesn't have the you know, like some IPAs got that extreme hoppy bitterness that follows it. This one here doesn't really do that, but it still registers as an IPA. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious if the you know combination of multiple different types of hops is what's making it not so. It um, kind of brings it down that bitter, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Takes some of that edge off, you know, on the uh, on the IPA style. So um, this is when we need Matt from a uh, hunter gatherer to come in. Oh, uh, come in and explain. Drop, yeah, drop some yeah. more knowledge on us, like he did. Yeah, I mean that hey, guy Hazelwood. 
Hazelwood. Yeah. Hazelwood, yeah. I'm, I get confused, man. English hard. Memory's hard. What do you think, Adam? What's your uh, What's your opinion on it? I mean, Adam, it's, not traditionally an IPA for yeah, those that not, haven't been not listening my, for a long time. Not my flavor profile. Not my cup of tea. Not bad for an IPA. Like if like if y'all were drinking this at the brewery and like here, try this. I'll you know I'm, I'm not gonna turn my nose to it. Yeah, but I get you. For me, this is like a six three. Ooh. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's fine. Just not. Like I said, if it's there and somebody else has it and wants me to like try it, sure. But yeah, I mean. So if all right, let's let's put it this way: you're out in public. Um, you know, you're at a football game. You, we just got out of you know at halftime, and uh, or you know, game's over. We're in the parking lot at somebody's tailgate, and they hand you one of these, and I was like, "Hey, man, you know, try this beer." And and would you drink all of it? Mm, probably not. Would I keep it in my hand till I left that tailgate? Yes. <laughs> would I try and drink it all? Yes. Would I? Probably not. Not okay. not a full pint, but maybe if it, maybe it's a twelve ounce. Maybe the four ounces make that much a difference for you. I'm just yeah. I mean yeah. That's. I, I mean I would drink this whole beer, but I'm, I'm an IPA guy. Yeah, yeah. everybody knows that. But yeah. I don't know. Again, I wouldn't. It would be in my hand the entire time I was at that. That would be my drink while I'm at the, until it got hot. I guess. What do you think, big guy? I like it. Um, good. I think it's a really good IPA. Um, nice, even flavors. Not nothing really extreme. Nothing too bitter on it. I'm probably gonna go like a seven seven. Okay. Okay. If it was available at a brewery um, that I was at, definitely getting some of it. So seven seven. See, I was kind of curious. I, I didn't know really where to put it because I, I think it's a solid IPA, and I'm kind of. You know, I'm kind of in the middle between the two of you in in a sense where I'll drink an IPA. I mean, especially if it's more of a tropical kind of hazy IPA, I'll drink it. But I'm also not something I'm not somebody that could deal with the double IPAs, the New England style IPAs that get you in that higher percent alcohol with, you know, 80, 90, 100, 120 IBUs. So I... I think it's a solid IPA. I think an IPA lover would definitely like it. I think an I, you know, a modest IPA kind of person would enjoy it because of the smoothness of the multiple hops flavors. But so I'm going to go. I'm actually going to go higher than you. I'm going to go seven eight. I, I think it's right there, just under the the eight point scale uh, of you know being that kind of. If you're an IPA guy, probably would maybe not be the very first beer that you would get at a brewery, but. Um, Maybe at this one, it probably would, you know, come be, be the leading one for you. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of it. I like those IPAs, but that's our scores. Hey, Jimmy, um, thanks for joining us. We're talking about uh, Captain Lawrence Brewing Company's Interstellar Fog. It's a uh, IPA, eight and a half percent alcohol by volume. And uh, Captain Lawrence Brewery is from um, Elmsford. 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 Our re- the resident New Jerseyan told so. us. Uh, we uh we we when you welcome to the show we do beer reviews and and uh, sports and sports and all and kinds of other stuff. So we uh what do we want to bounce to from here from this beer? I'm trying to decide should we should we jump right into the sandwich question or should we cover our bacon topic of the day? I thought they were one in the same. No, they're I mean, no they're, they're not. They're okay, I right. still have a bacon item. Let's knock those out. Yeah, let's, let's get them. Right, which which one you want first? Let's do the sandwich one. I want to hear. Yeah, I want to hear what the chat's got to say and I want to hear what Adam's got to say on it. All right, cool. So yeah. This, I'm, I'm spoiling this question. You already asked me a little couple of days ago. Do you want to finish this or you want? Yeah, I'll, I'll finish if you, you don't want it. it. Yeah. So, all right. So, 
So I'm listening to, I don't even remember what the radio show was, or uh, it might have actually been, you know, just a Facebook video or something. And this guy's arguing with another guy about whether a hamburger is a sandwich, right? So follow me here. When the, the first guy's argument is that when you look at menus, depending on the restaurant, and he would, he argued that probably, 80 to 90% of restaurants that he goes to hamburgers are in a total different category. Sandwiches are in their own category. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then the other guys are like, well, bro, it's, it's freaking meat between bread. It's a sandwich. Like that's, that's basically what a sandwich is. Yeah. If you boil it down to the most basic concept, then yes. If you want to call a sandwich meat between bread, hot dogs, a sandwich, anything you could put tacos (laughs) are a sandwich. Yeah. That brings up another good question though. but is a hot like, dog a sandwich? But that's that's the whole point. Is like if you want to boil it down to meat between a bread product makes it a sandwich. But some restaurants have it as all handhelds. I've seen that before. Yep, yep. So I I really seen, wait wait. You've seen a menu that said when you said handhelds it includes it's got like burgers and, burgers and sandwiches and all I've that. I've never seen a menu that said handhelds. These mm-hmm. these went first off. These wings has burgers in the sandwich category with. Also, because they really only have like a chicken sandwich and a ribeye sandwich, and that was kind of the other only other options outside of hamburgers. Yeah. But Carolina Ale House, just like he's talking about, has it spread into burgers and handhelds, and under the handhelds is the chicken Philly sandwich. Yeah. It's a regular yeah. Philly cheesesteak sandwich. It's tacos. It's a Greek gyro. Like that's where Carolina Ale House puts. Yeah. It. Let us know in the chat while we're talking about it. So, um, random question of the day was: Are hamburgers sandwiches? Would you classify them as one of the same? I mean, in its bo- in the most basic form, yeah, a hamburger is a sandwich, yes. But you, I'm going to categorize it on a menu as its own entity of just, I guess, the way you prepare a hamburger is a lot different than the way that you pre- prepare It goes back to the question we asked a few episodes. Like, for those of the new listeners tonight, we, we asked these random questions throughout the episodes to break up the sports monotony. We asked, is chili a soup? And obviously that one, what, that what, got that got actually kind of heated. That debate wait, got a little extreme. Got real heated. What was Austin's odd one? Oh, it's oh, bologna a flat bologna, hot dog. Yeah, oh. bologna's a flat <laughs> hot dog. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Damn, we're not going to go back into that because that just gets that's that's a rabbit hole there. But I think a hamburger. I think I would say kind of like what Chelsea said in the chat. Technically, yes. Yeah, in like I said, in the in the most basic form of meat between bread, yes, a hamburger is a sandwich. But I put it in its own category in the fact that the way you prepare it is a totally different process than the way you prepare a typical, when you say sandwich, you're thinking roast beef, turkey, ham, grilled chicken, you know, some kind of the way or, you know, a shaved deli meat versus ground beef. So the the other argument for the guy was, um, you know, he was like, well, I mean, you know, it's not just beef because I mean, steak sandwiches. And the guy's like, well, yeah, but you call it a steak sandwich, right? You don't call it a hamburger sandwich. You call it a steak sandwich. You call it a chicken sandwich. You call it a ham sandwich. Yeah. Chicken salad sandwich, right? All of these have sandwich at the end of them. You don't put sandwich at the end of burger. I yeah. mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You <laughs> right? don't, yeah. you don't, but in the most, again, the basic form of, Meat between bread. Yeah. It's a sandwich. If you want to lump, you know, all this into one category is of 
meat between bread equals sandwich, then there's a lot of things that then get lumped into sandwiches. Yeah. Because then his other his other counter argument was that like subs aren't technically a sandwich either. Okay, what? Yeah, subs are sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would argue too. But he he, he says they're a category of their own. They're subs. Which, no, it's a sub sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah it's, a, it's a sub sandwich. I mean, that's that's what it's I would a say. It's well, a sandwich. A sub a sub roll like sub roll is you know different than like normal sandwich bread. Waffle is a pancake with abs. Good, good one, Chelsea. That's pretty good. Pretty good. All right, so we're. I'm gonna say, yeah, technically it is a sandwich, but the way I don't know if I would. Yeah, I'm not gonna call it a hamburger sandwich. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I I, I'm still gonna call it a hamburger, a cheeseburger, whatever you know it needs to. Be. I mean, I guess that's really a, not an answer, but it's a burger. I'm gonna say technically, yes, it's a sandwich. Yes, in its most basic sense of the word sandwich then yes a hamburger is a sandwich but it should it should be considered its own category on a menu yeah i'll, I'll agree with you in that sense i think if you're going to break it down to literally just if you're going to go by the definition that he said of just meat between bread is a sandwich then yeah i'll, I'll go with you on that i'll go with you on that yeah but i'm with you i'm more so just like just back to our chili argument I think chili goes in the stew category. It doesn't go in the soup category. Or even as you began to make the argument that night that chili could kind of be in its own category. Chili can't. I think chili I, is think, in its own category. And I think chili might should be in its own category. I think hamburgers, without a question, are their own category. I think burgers are are just separated from the rest. Yeah. Right. But, and I'll just say in, in the preparation of how you make a burger is different than how you make a traditional deli sandwich a chicken sandwich, a tuna egg chicken salad sandwich, you know, all the, the preparation of a burger is a lot, just a lot different. I also feel like you know, with a, with a burger, like, cause some people are going to put the argument of like chicken sandwich and burger, you know, are kind of, I guess probably want, in their own categories yeah. or our own se separations. But I feel like with a burger, I can put so many different things on a burger that I would never be able to put on a chicken sandwich, right? Or like a fried, chicken sandwich like, or, a, or a deli sandwich. Or even a deli sandwich as well, like fried eggs, right? Bro, you could definitely put a fried egg on a chicken sandwich. You I mean, could. You, you could. could. But, I, but I'm not going to put a fried egg on a roast beef and turkey. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, are you? You, ne you, you never know. You, we gotta try it. We gotta try it. <laughs> but yeah, like if at you, Waffle House, this is your next patty melt. A lot like, yeah. like if you got the if you got an Apollo from Groucho's where it's ham and turkey and cheese, are you throwing a fried egg on that? Probably not. No. Nah. All right. What was the baking question? So you gotta hit the since we're beer baking and bros, you gotta hit the baking question. Yeah. Yeah. So bacon. I was trying to figure out what we're gonna do for the bacon of the day, and. I want to find something good here. Oh, man, you should have came prepared. Slacking over there. Some of us work till 7.30 at night. Man, I didn't leave the office till almost 5 today. Did you go in at what, I, 2? I, I passed you. On, <laughs> no, I got there at 9. I passed you on the way to Sumter then. Let's see. Yeah, today was actually a pretty busy day for me at work. So wait, wait, what time? out of there like 2.30 like I normally do. What time did you start your day, Chris? What time did I start my yeah. day today? Uh, 8 o'clock. Okay. Well, but just, I mean, but see, my days are different than his. Like I start my days at home and then go out and then now work, say, like work, work in the field from like 12 to 6, 30, 7 o'clock. Okay. I don't know what times, but that's just because it's basketball season now. Um, any wrestling campaigns going yet? 
No, actually, so are they are they going to have wrestling? Yes, so they are they are having wrestling season, but they actually won't meet and start working out till next Monday. Can't have actual physical contact with each other. So they're working out conditioning. They can't actually touch each other. No, that's like what? Well, it doesn't matter. We're if, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Okay, everybody agrees with that. Yeah, and that I feel like wrestling is probably the most contact sport you could possibly get. That will be most susceptible to spreading said pandemic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, how are they? That's mind boggling. How are they going to have? A hey, wrestling? we're not going to practice right now, but you know, still in four weeks, you guys when, are going to be literally wrestling each other. When you have a wrestling match, and the only thing you got on is your headpiece and a mouthpiece, and there you're going to be heavy breathing on each other, yeah. fighting around. I actually, three, I actually you know. think they're going to make them wear super tight mask, bro, hey. on their face. I would. Oh, there's I would, no way. I would just sit out the year. I, well, a lot of people are. A lot of people are. So, yeah, they can't have physical contact until like December 14th or something like so that. They got a whole so, month. Well, actually, this would be the year to go win you a state championship. That's what nobody, hell, yeah. Ain't nobody, <laughs> nobody's going to want to wrestle you. Your, your, your top guys. You go get state. that spandex mask and rock that shit and just walk your way to a state. <laughs> I say, your, your top state wrestlers like, nah, I'm going to sit out this year. You got some Joe Schmo who finishes like eighth every year. Yeah. Is not making a title run because he only had to fight or wrestle three guys. <laughs> it's like you know when they build new high schools, like the not the valedictorian, but the person right behind them will split off and go to the other school because then they automatically get the valedictorian because there's, I mean, another person that was ahead of them stayed at the old school. Yep. Now so you I, just walk your way to a state and wrestling because everybody's scared to get the corona. So I've made our decision on our bacon topic of the day. We're gonna go with cheesy bacon popcorn. You're going to drizzle four cups worth of hot popcorn uh, with a tablespoon of bacon drippings from where you cook the bacon. Yeah. Three tablespoons worth of crumbled bacon and then a half a cup of grated Parmesan and cheddar on top of it. So you're getting you're getting popcorn. You're getting melty. I would argue it's probably melty. So you're, so you're getting normal popcorn instead of like butter. You're using the bacon drippings drippings and yeah. then bacon and and cheese that's arguably gonna melt ba- the I feel bacon- like that's a lot for me dude i don't the know che- if popcorn will go well with that i yeah like am i am i getting that's a weird combination yeah i mean we could this is something you could do at the house like very easily yeah yeah do i hmm i would try it i don't think it would I don't think you could eat a whole bag of it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna argue that it's probably not that good. Uh, if you had to sc- scale that on a one to ten, what do you think that's gonna taste? Win? Probably a six three. Are uh, you going high? Yeah. You going in the fours? Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be like a four eight. Yeah, like pre judgment without having a bite of this yet. This yeah, it's sound- somewhere below the fives because I just I don't know like. So you're taking the flavor I get so from popcorn. Co- I just don't feel like that's going to go well with cheesy bacon. I mean, you're take, you're I mean, cheddar, the kernel, like, cheddar you're corn's the kernels, not terrible. Right? Yeah, like the Chicago style. It's not, like, but when you start throwing that bacon into it, it's going. I don't know, but that's, that's going to get weird. So you're taking like the the popcorn kernels, soaking them in that in that bacon drippings, letting that popcorn pop in that, and then you added your cheddar and and it's not like it's a a dusting like like you would like normal cheese popcorn yeah you're like talking like shredded cheddar and parm with bacon bits on top yeah yeah i don't yeah i just don't see how that would taste good yeah i'm kind of with you chat good oh my lord 
All right, well, Illy and, Illy and Chelsea are taking it upon themselves to create a whole new episode about whether chili is a, is soup? a super. Yeah, they're having a full-on discussion of it in the chat right <laughs> now. Go, you two, just go listen to our old episode about it. You, y'all remember what episode that was? No, no idea. No. Yeah. <laughs> and right, we we'll did just... not put it in the title. Yeah, it's an, but it was before Podbean. Yeah. So yeah. it's at least... It's uh, one of our first 12 episodes. Was it that? Okay, Illy said she's already listened to it. Cool. Um, it's. I mean, it's got to be... Uh, Illy, what, what is your opinion on it? In the chat, let's, so, let's, so Illy let said, it's, Illy said it it's not a soup. Yeah, Illy said it's not a soup. Chelsea asked what she would consider it. Then uh, Chelsea also or, just said she's like wasn't prepared for this level of thinking on is soup a, is chili <laughs> a soup <laughs> right now. That's what I, again, these I, little questions like this. That's what we bring them up because it will make you think. Chili, like I said, chili is its own its own category. Yeah, Chelsea, we we put it. Well, we didn't actually come to an agreement. We were on a two-two split for the yeah. at that end of that episode. Who but was, did Austin say it was a soup? Austin also was with me and said it was a stew. And I said it should be its own category. You, and I and Alex said it was a soup. But um, I mean, I I still think it. I still think it's technically a stew. But I mean, that's that's kind of where we are in the process. Yeah, Ely and Chelsea, we want your opinions on the popcorn, though. I mean, are are you gonna eat bacon cheddar popcorn? And it's like I think it would be different, like if uh, Chelsea was an immediately no. So like in this, in the way that they're describing it, no. But if you did like, have you ever had like the Tom's hot fries, but they had like the bacon cheddar? Oh, hot Tom? fries were terrible. Wait, am I the only one that thinks that way? I was never a fan of hot stuff like that. Okay. Oh, I see. I didn't mind the like the the hot fries like that, but they have oh, they have is, a, they have a is bacon. it Takis? Is that another one? Yeah, they make a little hot like little. Yeah, those are good. But they well, some hot fries. Now those hot fries, we used to have some at school, and those were good. Um, but I was just never really like I had it had to be like a specific type, like a certain yeah, yeah. brand. It had the, it had the little guy on it, and it's not. I Tom. can't remember. He he looked like the Gauchos man, but not like kind of, but like not really at the same time. But like that's the guy he reminds me of. I can't remember that brand, but that's the hot fries I would buy. Well, Tom's. Is a different brand, and they have a bacon cheddar fry that you know that's like this baked fry, but it's you know bacon cheddar flavor with like the dusting. That if you did popcorn that way, I think would be different than with like the shredded parm and or the shredded cheddar and parmesan and bacon bits. I think would be a little bit different, kind of like you do like if you have. The Chicago style popcorn and like that caramel corn and the cheesy pop, you know that. I get what you're saying. All it's that. all about the way they prepare it. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. caramel corn is clapping, boys, clapping. Yeah, the, these guys are just going off on their on their own rant. So Steve, <laughs> I, Steve came in with the no on the popcorn. He said, "Leave it how it is." Yeah. So, all right, which uh, what is your favorite kind of popcorn? Me? Yeah. See, I'm not even really a, a popcorn guy. Like I, the the to ask answer this. Do you actually eat popcorn outside of watching a movie? If I have it around and like if I'm feeling kind of snacky, because popcorn's actually not that like terribly unhealthy for you. It's not. It's a lot. It's it's a lot of you got to eat a lot to get caught the, the amount of calories that it starts to get a little bit dangerous because yeah. you you're ingesting a lot. So the the way I see it is like if I'm in a good like if I want a snack and I don't want to feel like overfilling myself like popcorn's not a bad snack to eat so yeah i agree with what chelsea said though i'll have a night I, I white a, cheddar popcorn's really good i like the skinny pop that she's talking about the newer the new stuff yeah i had it well i had a bag of like kettle kettle popcorn the other night 
But it's no, see, I kettle love wine. kettle corn popcorn. Yeah. That kettle's my favorite of the way to do it. Yeah. That and then caramel corn. And then like normal popcorn. No, nah, see, I don't like caramel. You don't like caramel corn? Mm-mm. Like, have you ever had that? Do you oh. know the big bag of like Ooh. Chicago style popcorn? Yes. 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 So good. Oh, caramel corn is so good. You don't like, do you not like caramel at all? Or you just don't like caramel popcorn? I'm not a big caramel fan. Okay. Or caramel, oh, however you want to say it. I don't, I don't give a shit because I'm not going to seek it out. <laughs> I got you, but I'll eat stuff that's got it. Um, I knew that. Yeah, I know. I know it. It it provides a good accent to certain things. Yeah. Um, but that yeah. sweet and salty that you get though in that Chicago mix is yeah. very good. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. <sighs> I would. I would eat popcorn like if it's around. I don't ever think about it until like like the other night we had it because we were watching a movie, and now like if I got home and was like, oh, I need a snack, like oh, we got popcorn. But if I'm like randomly just in the house by myself, like popcorn isn't a thing that I think about as a snack. I just never knew that. Like I, I'm, I'm listening to you. I promise I am. But I'm just, I never knew that about you. I never knew that you didn't really like caramel. Yeah, I'm not a caramel guy. And I just, you might be the first person I've ever met that actually isn't about caramel. No. Like, like most people always will pick chocolate over caramel. Ooh, that'll be a good question one day. Chocolate over chocolate ca- over caramel. Like if you had like hot fudge, is that what you mean? Or no, I mean just, just just like just in general. If you had to put something on your ice cream, or see, so see that's uh, two different things, Chris. Yeah, see that's hot. We got fudge. chocolate bars. You've got chocolate like just little candies. You've got hot fudge. Or you talking like you've got actual chips. fudge. See, like if you if you do like an ice cream topping, it's like like the Hoshi's topping. Yeah, I guess that's more of along like that that hot fudge, even though. Yeah, it's more of a fudge-like syrup. But yeah, a chocolate syrup. I get you're saying so. It's like more of like a liquid chocolate. Yeah, it's it's versus because I guess you could have or like if you have just a Hershey's bar, or would you rather have like a Milky Way? That is the chocolate-covered caramel. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big caramel fan. Um, I will eat it though. Like, I'll enjoy candies that've got it and stuff like that. But I'm never just like. Oh, you know what would be yeah. good? <laughs> yeah. Dollar per kilo. <laughs> yeah. It sounds bad because I guess I'm like the complete opposite where I don't like chocolate. And you so, rather have caramel? Oh, 100%. So, I, you go so like make... I eat payday bars over like everything. So you, well, payday doesn't even have caramel. It's like nougat and peanuts. Yeah, but. It's not. So I like payday bars. Oh, payday bars cloud. I say, but the Babe Ruth's have the caramel, nougat, and peanuts. The no, there's Ruth's. no peanuts in that one. Yeah. Yes, it it's, it's, no, that's the big difference not, between a Snickers a, and a Milky Way. Yeah, the Snickers has the actual peanuts in it. I didn't say Snickers. He said but no, so, but I'm saying that's what uh, makes the two different. Is Snickers yeah. has the peanuts. Yeah, but a, Milky Way does not. He's talking about Baby Ruth. But I'm talking about Baby Ruth. Oh yeah, I'm all fucked up over here. Don't pay, don't pay attention <laughs> to me. <laughs> I, was saying, I, I was so lost. I, I apologize. <laughs> but I also with you, I don't think Baby Ruth have. Hey, I had you confused for a second. I had you all. I had you real fucked up too. We were both on the like most confused. No, I was looking at you like. I mean, I mentioned Milky Ways and Snick like three minutes ago, yeah. but like, hey, somebody, no, yeah, no, Baby Ruth has peanuts. Somebody in, it. in fact check, somebody fact check Adam. Does, I got does, it myself. Hold on, man. it does. Does it really? Yeah, because that's what gave it the lumpy texture in the movie Caddyshack when it dumped in the pool, and they all thought it was a nice uh, turd floating around. Oh my god. Um. So Illy said, "Do popcorn with dried ranch packet?" Never thought about that. Never thought about that. No. Everybody, Cracker Jacks. Oh, Cracker Jacks a clap in the old school. Steve-O, 
y'all used to get like but see, this is where this is where jacks. this is where it comes in that i do actually like cracker jacks but then that's caramel popcorn that's caramel popcorn yeah yeah i know but it's, yeah look at that Wait, man, which mean ain't got no peanuts i mean i don't know i don't eat baby roots but it's so wasn't between a baby roots and a snicker then at that point in time there's no caramel in the in the baby roots right no there's caramel nougat peanuts and chocolate there's something there's another ingredient on the on the snickers i think the snickers has got that Nougat or like that wafer bar at the bottom of it or something like that. There's yeah. something else in a Snickers that makes it, it different. Yeah. But the only difference between a payday and a baby Ruth is the peanuts. No, is the caramel. There's caramel on a baby Ruth, whereas payday is nothing but peanuts and nougat. There's oh, no yeah. chocolate on the baby I was going to say there is no chocolate. <laughs> That's the whole reason I eat it. I'm I'm all confused right here with these candy bars, the Bro. names and misremembering. I'm also just like not even, I'm not even realizing like. What's inside the candy bar? I don't, again, I don't so eat what, these candy bars. Uh, so, what was your since we just had Halloween? What was your favorite candy to have? Like Bro, your it's, favorite it's candy changed bar. so much for candy, me. Candy corn. No, your your favorite candy bar <laughs> to get on Halloween. Candy bar, okay, straight candy bar. You know, between a Snickers, Three Musketeers, Milky Ways, Payday. You know what I actually like a lot is the um, which it's Crunch it? bars. And then what's the other? It's take fives. No, it's yellow. Is it? It's like good something. Mr. Good Bar. Yeah, Mr. Good Bar. I like those. That's like the like the Hoshi Crunch. Yeah. Is that what you were talking about? Is that the one you said you like? I said I like Crunch and the good the Mr. Good Bars. Kit Kats. Snickers or, always hits too, but. Or if somebody wants to be my best friend, the little uh, mini bars of the Cookies and Cream Hershey's. Yeah, I like that. I could never do too much of those. But I was always a big fan of like the those damn things, like the bite size, like Milky Way and Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers is always I, hits too. That's I always a good classic. Scale up those. Yeah, that would be like those were if I if I walked away with a good amount of those in my bag, I was like, yeah, it's a good Halloween. I like the um Toblerone bars too. The what is that the Toblerone, it's like the Swiss chocolate oh, thing. So, somebody found me a photo of that. What's the one that's like triangle shape? It's either Swiss or Germany. I can't. Those remember. are Doritos. No, it's a chocolate thing. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. <laughs> um, yeah, Swiss milk chocolate. Y'all have seen it before. Come look. Look at these pictures. Y'all have seen this shit before. I know you have. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen this before. What's yeah, I've seen this before. Oh, I didn't know anybody. <sighs> that might be as tall as Adam. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, the Toblerone bars. Yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. Popular in Italy. Thank you, Chelsea. I, somebody appreciate the Doritos comment. Um, Illy said the those Toblerone, Doblerone, whatever they are, are popular in Italy. That Di Serono. So it's a popular. it's a honey and almond nougat with chocolate. It's so it's really the, good. That's oh, what that is. Almond. Yeah, that's what a Toblerone is. Mm. Do you like almond? Like yeah, almond. I do. I do. Now it's weird. Almonds. Yeah, I'm gonna say I like almonds because I've I've had it before. It's like a handful of almonds as a snack. Um, almond milk's good. I See, like almonds, almonds are like my least favorite. Yes, nut. Yes, yes. Yeah. See, I'm a big cashew guy. Yes, very much a cashew oh, or yeah. a normal peanut. Peanuts not even a nut. It's a legume. Either way, <laughs> getting all scientific on you. Oh, uh, Chelsea, a, a white chocolate Kit Kat would clip. Oh, Illy with Butterfingers. I was never a fan of Butterfingers. Y'all ever eat but yeah? No, I was, I was never, never a fan. I like Butterfingers. Now you you want to know where I get my Butterfinger dot like dose from? Is actually the Butterfinger Blast from Sonic is so good. See, I was not. I didn't. I was never a fan of Butterfingers growing up and anything. So that was always one I was willing to trade away, 
Or at least, you know, yeah, you can have that and, you know, get rid of. Yeah, I like I like Butterfingers a lot growing up. Ate it a lot more as a kid than I do now. Now that I've, I don't know, man, I just feel like I've actually kind of grown out my sweet tooth. Like, I'm not ever really craving candy like that. That's it. Very rarely do I go into a store, grocery store, gas station, whatever, and think, you know what would be good? A Snickers bar. Like, very rarely do I go in and actually get something like that. I feel that. like it might have something to do with, like, when you're younger, you know, it's like, the I don't know, the for, yeah, forbidden fruit logic behind it. Like, you're like, in your mind, you're like, oh, yeah. Mom and dad said I can't have it. Oh, I It's a treat. It. It's literally a treat yeah. for you. Now that I can actually go out and buy the shit, I'm just like, you know nope. Good. Yeah. But I did, I I was sent home with uh, two boxes of Hoshi, Kit Kat, and Weezy Cups. Like, full-size Halloween candy bars. So I have... When? What? This I, year? Yeah. Like, there's currently a box at my house <laughs> of, of candy, and there's a box at my office. Of, how do you swing that? Uh, Where, who, what, and why? Danielle's mom got them for me. I don't know if she was for me, but I was told they were for me. They probably weren't. Somebody was just screwing with you and you know, just snagging no, that I was, shit. No, I was told to take them home because they weren't going to, you know, have them or eat them. And so I had, there was 36 pro box. <laughs> Jesus. It's like 12 of each. Jeez. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, so <laughs> so I've been. Do they live like in a massive neighborhood where they just expecting to have a no, shit no, they, ton of. No, they live in the middle of 96, like in the country. Like. So just way overprepared. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Sa- Sam's one. Sam's club. Sam's club. Bought them in, <laughs> bought them in, in bulk. Yeah. I, we had a neighbor growing up that um, in the neighborhood I lived in before I moved over to where all of us grew up. There was a neighbor literally right next to me. He was the guy that always gave out full-size candy bars. I'm going to say it. And he lived next door to me, so it was always like I would run out and be like, hey, First, first stop I was going to was always his house. I said, did y'all get, I mean, I know for me, it was few and far between of actually getting a full-size candy bar on Halloween. No, I feel like I never got full-size candy bars no, on every- Over there in our neighbor that we grew up in, no. No, I don't think anyone over there ever did it. I, but I think it was because that neighborhood was always very popular. And I feel like the people kids. that live there knew that. So they went. And bought they the went 90, out and bought the the, the party 90, packs, the yeah. ninety p's, hundred and fifty p's, because they knew they weren't gonna be able to last with the full size. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Also, did did y'all ever remember getting like the bags of popcorn at Halloween in our neighborhood? No, I didn't really. It was down there. It was on y'all side of the neighborhood. There was a lady, or there was a house in general down there that used to give out like little mini bags of popcorn. They would came in like little orange and white bags and had like ghosts on the front of them. She like. That's what she gave out instead of candy was little and like she would staple like the tops of them so your popcorn wouldn't fall out while you were out trick or treating. I don't remember that, do you? I don't, but I, I mean, I don't know. As a kid, as people, it's like you kind of like. Maybe, I don't know if I'd be mad at that. To be fair, or maybe it, maybe it wasn't like popcorn, but it's like the popcorn ball. Maybe it's why it would have been. Like, do you, I don't even. What is a popcorn ball? I don't know. Steve just said the same thing. What is a pop? Somebody explain it's, this to it's us. It's literally what it sounds like. It's like a. Yeah, but what's holding it together? What makes it the ball? I don't know. I don't know. It was just a, <laughs> like if you like if you took if you took a handful of popcorn and just like crushed it together, it stays together. Like you do. Like well, you, they're they're saying like sugar and caramel. So I'm not. 
I doubt some lady just took a handful of popcorn and was just smashing that what? shit together until no, no, it no, stuck. No, she no, just no, got what? done with a nice sweaty workout. And that's what she, she <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't, no. It wasn't like she she made the homemade popcorn ball. Like it was pre-packaged. Yeah. Or it was like she had like a like bags of popcorn, like you got it Orvin Wickerbaku buttered popcorn in these little you, you got it what? I mean Orvin? I would I would enjoy that a little oh, bit. Oh Wickenbacher. I mean <laughs> I couldn't be mad at that because if it is like a popcorn ball, it's gotta have something sweet holding it together, you know. So yeah, kind of like the kettle yeah, corn or something. Kind of like a you know, salty sweet combination. Yeah. So you can't really be that mad at it. You may not but yeah, enjoy I, do, it. I, think, I think I do remember like one year, like they it's better were, than the damn raisin people. Yeah. That is true. They did try and feel us raised. Did y'all have that? Do y'all remember that house used to give us ecstasy? Yes. Yeah. No, I think unless I was just tripping. Yeah, no. (laughs) I know. I remember the special cooler we weren't allowed to touch. I love all the the special cooler that the parents would drag behind them as they walked with us. I remember. No, I not remember, but I love the memes on Facebook and like Instagram that comes around Halloween times like, Check your kid's candy, and it's like a guy that's got like a bite-sized three musketeer, and there's like an arrow sticking out of it. And it's like <laughs> people just making fun of those classic, like people are drugging your kids. Well, I mean, but it was a thing. Like people were giving out apples that had razor blades in them with needles in them. Yeah, like, that was yeah. a thing that happened in the eighties. But also love the fact that like now that people are like, watch out for somebody giving your kid like you know oh, ecstasy, PCP, and like all sorts of stuff. And people are like, the druggies are like. No, we're not. Like, that shit costs too much. I'm not just throwing this in some random kid's bag. Like, <laughs> I don't, I made my own Hoshi bars and yeah. packaged them, and they uh, they actually got tons of weed in them. So, good luck. Yeah. Man, Halloween used to be the bomb growing up in that neighborhood. It was. And I mean, because there was just a lot of kids in that neighborhood. And they, I mean, there's still a decent amount of kids in that neighborhood. And so, yeah, every, I mean, everybody was. And because everything was within walking distance, like one lap around that neighborhood's a mile. Yeah. So like, and it's you, also got all the little side streets yeah. and cul-de-sacs and stuff like that too. So we used to have people drive into our neighborhood. Did y'all say? Did y'all ever leave the neighborhood to ever go trick or treat in other neighborhoods? I don't think I, I don't did. Think so I remember there was one year. I don't know if it was with y'all or just as we got a little bit older, but we went up to Planner Station to go trick or treat in there after we had hit everything in our neighborhood. We either rode up or I felt like we convinced mom and dad to like drive us up to Planner Station. Yeah. To go trick or treat at a couple houses there. We, um, last year, me and Callie took my, um, cousin Mallory, my cousin, uh, Hudson and Mallory's friend to, uh, trick or treat because my aunt and uncle was doing something and they just couldn't do it. And I was like, hey, I'll take them. And we took them to this neighborhood up in Lexington. And I remember we actually had to like take a trek back to my truck to unload their bags so they can keep going on like they were getting loaded up and i remember it was kind of funny like walking with them and i'm like i would like point out a house I'm like y'all go it's like the, the lights are on i can see people in there moving around yeah. i'm like no we're good and like i'd be like a little bit of a disappointment be like get your ass up to that house and get you some I free said, candy was, like what are you was, doing there was never a house that it, you could have like accidentally turned the bathroom light on and we were at your door yeah <laughs> Like it didn't. You could have had that thing pitch black, and if I saw your TV flicker, I'm like, "Oh, mother, I'm coming to your door!" Like, <laughs> I know you're home. I see the yeah. TV go <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Yeah, the guy shows up shirtless at the door. Oh, uh, um, okay, what? Yep. Chris, <laughs> Chris, <laughs> Chris was getting a little bit different trick or treating going on. <laughs> His, or you have those people that would just like leave the bowl of candy on. Said, "Take one." Yeah, okay. You, good luck with that. Yeah, that's what, of course you had somebody go by, dump half the bowl in their bag, and leave. I mean, 
have you seen the have you seen some of the videos of like the socially distanced trick-or-treating that happened this past weekend where kids would like come up to the like the bowl drive. of candy instead of like grabbing where it says like grab three pieces or something kid just walks up takes the whole bowl just walks right off yeah i mean <laughs> i love the ones that like you know sydney's uh stepdad did they, they built like the little shoots where they dropped the candy in a little shoot and it would come sliding down to the kids that's and stuff pretty, like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, it, if I found somebody's kid that I didn't like, I would just kind of rocket one down the chute. No, okay, the, I, mean, well, I don't think my you mom, can, like, my mom found it. A, yeah, my mom <laughs> found a video. Set up some candy. <laughs> now, if it's now if you get one of those like black irrigation drainage ones, you got like the ridges in it. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna slide down. But if I got me a nice clean PVC pipe, yeah, baby, I could launch that that shit down there. Think you could send one down there? Pretty good. Oh, you go get me a little bite-sized <laughs> snicker. I'm hurling that bad boy. <laughs> yeah, thirty yeah. miles an hour just hits me. Or get you a, get you a little mini catapult out there, and you're just literally like just launch, literally launching this candy at these kids. Or just even better, like the but, you know the old potato gun that we created as a kid with your that PVC thing would pipe. explode. Yeah, three shots in. Just just, yeah. pa- just I mean pack it pack it like the scene in Pirates of the Caribbean where they're just stuffing like fours and knives and stuff in the cannons. We just pack it with like five or six pieces of candy as the kids <laughs> just come it out. Boom! You gotta <laughs> Jesus catch it Christ. In, blow me with the eardrums out. Catch but it no, if you um, can. You have like a little sign, like "Please stand here um, to receive, to your, receive your candy," <laughs> or you to, to, catch, to catch your candy. And the kids are like, "To catch!" And off in the background, they just hear one of us go, "Make ready!" <laughs> just shoot it out the garage yeah. at them. Boom! <laughs> um, but you want to know which neighborhood disappointed me growing up? Trick or treating in was Quail Hollow. Really? Yeah. With as many houses that are in there, not a lot of not a lot of A foot traffic, but B just not a lot of people that I guess maybe because it was such a big neighborhood. Like you went to like you did your street maybe a block around and yeah. that was it. But yeah, I went I remember going around there when we were like fourteen because I was over at somebody else's house that lived in Quahalo and we were out and about. It just didn't see a lot of people out on Whatever that night was, trick or treating. I wonder if um, well, Chelsea and them are saying like Westover Acres was a real good one to go to. I could, that I could believe. I could see that one. Yeah, because I mean, you could you could walk just a straight straight road, and it, you know, all right, go to the end of the road. Well, the end of the road's a mile long. Yeah. Or hey, make the loop, and you know, you could have the car follow you, and you pass ninety five houses. You know. Yeah. And I wonder if Quail Hollow was like, since it was so big. That like in your mind, you're like, okay, ratio of candy received to size of the neighborhood is not that good. So you just feel like it was a bummer of a neighborhood. But I feel like mathematically, you were probably getting more candy than you would have, a, obviously, a smaller neighborhood. Maybe. But it just might be the trick that your mind was playing on but, you. That. But also, I mean, but it was it was the fact that like it wasn't like you had all these houses that were giving away candy or weren't giving away candy. It was literally just you'd see a, a group of four or five kids. And then not see anybody for like five minutes. And then you see another group in just in a different part of the neighborhood. And, you know, just wasn't a lot of people out walking. Because there's also a ton of hills in Quahalo. So, I would, I mean, there's certain parts of Quahalo that you could walk, I guess, what is parallel with 378. Yeah. But as you kind of got going back up and down towards the river is where you would run into a lot of the hills. And then uh, I know one good hill by the pool that kind of runs parallel with what would be 378. Would I wouldn't want to walk up and down that thing nine times, you know, during the night. No, definitely not those hills. So, yeah, you you know, you'd go one direction, you'd make your turn, you'd hit these couple houses, make your turn, you know, and then you come back home. 
So whatever you hit, you hit. But they were just like, a lot of people end up having like lights out. So it was just just didn't feel like it produced as much candy as I thought it, it would as a kid. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. But there's there's always those neighborhoods that would you would have like so much hype going into it, get there, and you're like, this was a waste. Yeah, because you oh oh these you know these people got money, these people you know especially what? being Quill yeah Quill Hall like that's known for being the one of the wealthier neighborhoods of that area. And just and it's so big. I say because you got big, you just got bigger houses in there, and so yeah, people that lived in there typically had a look you know you assumed had decent money because you had a good looking house. You wouldn't you wouldn't get in the great value. Snicker bars. Nah, fam. You were getting you were getting name brand. Name brand. <laughs> name, name brand. brand candies. I wonder if the the Saluda River Club. I hope they do good on Halloween. I mean, that's a very wealthy neighborhood. But anyways, um, that was good Halloween talk. Now that that's done and over with. Um, I guess we'll finish it up with a non-biased talk or recap of the election that's happened so far. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, it's just. I mean, it's do y'all have any? Do y'all what's what's your disappointments in it? Of well, I like I mean, this is. I mean, this should be for both sides. I, I wish that someone would have been smart enough to say, okay, we're gonna obviously with coronavirus, we need to provide that that mail in ballot option, right? Um, and I'm not gonna get into the you know the legal votes, all votes kind of thing. But what I was, what I really would have loved to have seen, is you mail in your ballot. It's, you know, it needs to be postmarked by, you know, October 22nd or something like that. And, you know, it's counted. Some, ahead a, lot, of, a lot of states was postmarked the day of like it could have been in yeah, the mailbox yeah. November 3rd. And it's got to be legally counted, which I, you which, know, I, I agree. Yeah. Count every vote. I just feel like. With it being 2020 modern times, all this technology in the world. I feel like we're just lacking on the efficiency. That's my biggest disappointment. Well, from this I think election. there's some. I think there's definitely some scares of people doing it electronically and being hacked and and censored and other countries getting involved in some things like that. But I mean, I just think if we're going to have this amount of mail-in ballots, which we should have expected with coronavirus, we should have made sure that we took care of the mail-in ballots long before election day itself, November third. Correct. So that it was counted and ahead. And don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously, you know, if if you have common sense, you know that that more of the mail-in ballots are swinging Democratic, right? So, yeah, Joe Biden would have probably had a lead in every single state going into November 3rd. But then we could have done the in-person voting in the states across the U.S. as we typically do, and we could have called a winner on Tuesday night, right? Or, yeah, but, yeah Wednesday morning, Wednesday or, night. Yeah. Or the, the part that kills me, really, is back to the efficiency thing. Is like, you know, watching the trackers, unless they're just not reporting the numbers, you see some states that are just sitting still at the vote count like nevada i don't know if it was just i don't know what was going on there just all the trackers i was watching it was like they got in a certain amount of votes and then for like 20 hours those numbers did not change and i'm just like what is going on nevada committed so apparently nevada committed to making sure that they were able to do a big data dump and be as close. So they as weren't possible. doing the trickle effect they were doing no they were they all were, or nothing kind yeah, of thing all or nothing and they still came up short because they still weren't able to get more. I mean, they got to like 84, 86% now. Yeah. So they still expect well, I, they have well, well saw, over 600,000 votes to count. Well, so I saw where it had gone. It's going to be. I checked this morning and it was it was like 86% last night. And I checked this morning and it had gone down to like 75%. Yes. Yeah, because like it goes like they're finding that these was, votes that they're finding more mail in ballots. That was Colorado. Like that. That's oh. what Colorado said that they got all the way up to 94% counted. 
and then realized that there's way more mail-in ballots than expected. So they had to drop back down to like 82 or something. Yeah. So, I and, mean, but, Cal- but my, yeah, but my thing is mail-in ballots. Yeah. Should not, if, I mean, should not be postmarked as of the third, like it's like you're saying should have been taken care of prior to, because if you're going to wait before the day of election day to mail in your ballot, you could have gone to the poll and done it in person or either done it as a drop off or whatever it is, you know, whatever. Well, I think a lot of states actually. So the issue that caused them this year is a lot of states weren't physically prepared with the amount of ballots that they need to be sending to people for mail-in ballots. Right. And that's why they kind of had to. But re- I also feel like that's that on the individual to, I shouldn't be at the, October thirtieth, then requesting a mail in ballot. Did y'all hear a guitar? Uh, it's his his cords hitting that wire. I think that's what we're hearing. Uh, okay. We're in a little twing twing. But uh, no, yeah. I shouldn't be as an individual requesting a mail in ballot on uh, October thirtieth. Like if I know I'm gonna mail in or not go in person and vote, you as the individual should have taken some responsibility and got that thing two weeks ago. Yeah. And it's like we just you just get into that dirty talk of Everyone should have the ability to vote, which I agree, but it's just at a certain time, enough's just enough. Like you're either going to do it or you're not. Well, it's different within states. So in the state of South Carolina, so I actually had to try and help my grandparents get a mail-in ballot here in South Carolina. And because my grandmother, my dad, my dad's mom had surgery yeah. um, to have a pacemaker put in about two weeks before election day. Yep. And she was worried that she wasn't going to physically be able to get up out of her house and, and go, go stand and in line yeah. and vote. So she wanted me to look into getting them mail-in ballots. So I had to call Lexington County and and talk to a lady about, you know, how to go through getting mail-in ballots. And she was like, well, today is the last day that you can request them because we, we want to give ourselves enough time to make sure that we get a ballot to you. You fill it out and get it back to us before uh, election day, before election day. So, you know, we had to go through that whole process for them. Yeah. So in South Carolina, and here's the biggest thing, problem possibly wrong with our, you know, electoral system. Everybody wants to complain about the electoral college, but you know, we have no federal mandates, you know, or federal regulations on voting as a nation because yeah. the constitution gives states rights, the ability to make their laws and regulations on. Ele- on yeah. Voting. A, Cause you, you do realize like the, how the electoral vote works for South Carolina is based off of popular County vote versus actual like population vote of the state yeah it's kind of how um so it's i feel like nebraska and maine do that because that's how they were able to split their electoral votes well, because but that one democratic one from nebraska came from that heavily democratic uh county but in in south carolina the or electoral, region or whatever they call the it. electoral college does not split votes it goes all six votes or nine vote whatever it is that we have nine. as a state yeah all go to whatever party wins the majority of the counties. Yeah, it's a winner-take-all state. So, yes. So, with... We have 46 counties in South Carolina. If 24 of them vote in one party's favor, it doesn't matter if it's 3% of the votes in or 95% of the votes in. If 24 counties have voted one party, South Carolina's won by whatever party. And yep. that's, that's where you get into the arguments of the Electoral College needs to change, go away, stuff like that. Well, that's that's just the Electoral College within South Carolina. Yeah. That's different across every state because a lot of the states have now vote. made it where, who you know, the popular vote within their state is what wins the Electoral College. 
because that's a true people vote, right? Yeah. Well, it's it's a people vote for South Carolina. Majority majority of your counties want this party to win. Yeah, but that's not an actual people because you're going to have because, counties well, with way more, like Richland County, Lexington County, Greenville Charleston. County, Charleston County, cool. Berkeley so, County. You know, so you're going to say four counties determine the entire state. No, 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 no. And see, I don't. I'm not getting in that argument with you because I'm also the one person but that everybody everybody wants to go. Well, the popular vote across America should be what counts. There's freaking 25 million people in California, That's, right? No, if you went off the popular, California, Texas, New York, Florida would determine your Boom, presidency you're done. every yeah, year. Yeah, you're done. Boom. I mean, yeah. and it does, it, even within the electoral college system, those four states, if, if someone were to win all There's four 50, of those states, they're going to win. 55 electoral votes in California. Yeah. 30, the, a, 38, 39 in Texas. 38 in Texas, 29 in New York, and 29 in Florida. Yeah. Right? But if, then also, you have, but you have 20 in Pennsylvania. You have 18 in Ohio. Uh, you have, what, 16 in Michigan, 16 in Georgia? Yep, you get yeah. 16 in Georgia. So, I mean... I mean, it, you have... But... I think that... And I think I think it's fair. Now, what I also think we need to do, probably, just in my personal opinion, is we actually probably need to stay, take a step back, keep the Electoral College as far as the points go. I think the point scale is very accurate. But I also think it needs to be updated. Because I'm, I'm going to argue with you that there might be more people in Texas or a closer amount of population in Texas to California now where there doesn't need to be a 55 to 38 split. Maybe it needs to be a 45 to 40 split. Yeah. Right. And maybe there's more people in Florida. Maybe there's less people in South Carolina. Maybe South Carolina doesn't need nine electoral college. Need, so, yeah, I know. Um, I, I think the I system, think I think the system can be reworked. Yeah. Exactly. And exactly. then, But I did see another video of a guy out of like kansas i think is where he's from and he he was saying just in the state of kansas he goes if you break kansas up and say it has i think it has like 80 counties is what it has he's like if you treat each county as if it was a state or it has like 50 county whatever it is he goes if you treated each county as if it was a state for the united states you you know he said 10 10 counties voted democratic and that Democratic candidate won the governor of Kansas, where the other 70 counties, so majority of Kansas, as far as county-wise, voted for the Republican option. But because your population hub was in those 10 counties, that's who won. And so, and I mean, and that, again, you know, it could be because, it, you know, in Kansas, if it goes on the population vote, then yeah. And, you know, that's just how it, I think it works in a lot of the states is, you know, it's based off of population. And so you'll see your rural areas vote one way, but then your population hubs of that state vote the other way. I do say, though, if, so, Depending. if as of right now, it doesn't look good for Trump's stance. If he were to somehow get one of Nevada or Arizona to flip and he wins by the Electoral College, this year alone, the popular vote has been so much more skewed than we've seen in the past few elections. Mm -hmm. You're going to see a big drive to get the electoral college reworked. Yes, I think I think this, because Biden's Biden's popular votes up by millions. This this elect this well, election in general is going to go down in the history books one way or the other. And it should it's going it's to drive change. It's going to make change to the system. It should go down. I want people to. I actually want people to look at the. Um, I actually want people to look at the differential that Trump lost DC, like Washington DC alone. 
because last I saw it was like a ninety three to seven split as far as percentages. Well, but then you you, and, you go to Wyoming. Wyoming was like seventy to thirty Republican. Okay. Yeah. Like you have certain states that just it is skewed way, way higher than what you would think. But at the same time, Wyoming probably has two thirds of the population is like Virginia, Maryland, DC area. Yeah. I mean, Wyoming, I'm looking at it now. You're right. Trump, I mean, Trump's either winning or won. Let me check. 97% reported. He's, he's won the state, but I didn't know if this was officially done and over, but um, yeah, I think they've already called that the Wyoming state. They've called it Wyoming. I didn't know if all the reporting was done. There's 97% reported, but he's, uh, he's winning 70% to 26%. Yeah. And that's, but that's only 193,000 to 73,000. That's what I'm saying. As far as population wise, you probably have a hundred thousand people in DC, right? And then you go to California, where you know you talk about population vote, right? Or you talk about overall vote. Biden's winning by how much? Is it still three million? Yeah. Okay. He's beating Trump in California alone by five. Yeah, but still, it's still going to make the argument of the popular vote versus electoral college. How it's been, it's been getting skewed. It's getting more. In more of a differential as these but, elections the, have gone on. And the thing is, like there is, like you're saying, there's no federal or there's no ruling on the electoral college could say, screw it. We don't like what the popular vote of the state said. It's gonna, be within their legal right to do yeah. it. But they won't because that will, that will drive a major. But have you have for you for lack of a better term revolution in that state? Yeah. Cool. But do you know who's on the electoral college? No, but you can find out. I, mean, I say, but like I say, who like, like who makes up the electoral colleges per states? No, like what individuals? Yeah, Joe, Joe Biden's won the popular vote by almost four million now. Okay, well, so that's the difference of California. I'm I'm willing to bet there's a ten million person difference between California and New York as far as Republican and Democrat. I'm willing to bet that. I'm willing to bet. Actually, there's five New York's million. only uh, seven hundred thousand difference. What? Excuse me. Eight hundred thousand difference. That's the only difference in New York alone. Mm-hmm. Eight hundred thousand wow. different on the vote wow, count. New York. So and they called that one early. They called that one the moment the polls closed in the east. Mm-hmm. So how about this? District of Columbia, Joe Biden is winning 93% to 5.2%. And that is a 250,000 person vote difference. Yeah. Trump has 15,000 votes in D.C. That's his total amount of votes he got in D.C. Well, that's just very, very Democrat. Yeah. Heavy Democrat. But um, I'd say we, we end it. Yeah. yeah. Let's end the show. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and we did a good job of staying biased. Uh, uh, not we didn't get to biased. We were able to stay correct. very neutral. I think all we really just did was bash the election process. Yeah, that's all we did. But I did. Which, I did want to say this. I did want to say this. As it as you know, parties aside, I think the one thing that we can all actually celebrate in the 2020 election is a hundred, almost 140 million people voted. So this is probably going to go down as one of the most. It's no, it, act, po- um. Active voter participation in history. It is. For- it's it's already the most votes we've ever gotten in an election. It's the highest percent of people that are registered voted, registered voters turnout. voted. Yeah. Um, Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris, if they win, or Donald Trump, and if Donald comes back and wins, whoever wins is going to have the most votes ever. Whoever loses is going to have the most votes ever and lost. So um, just really, I mean... I'm just proud of America for that. I mean, whether you're on one side or the other, you stepped up, made your voice heard, made your vote count, 
I mean, even if even you, in, if you got out and voted, you did your civic duty as an as an American citizen yeah. to make sure your voice was heard one way or the other. And my yeah. big my big thing, make it happen in 2022 too. All right, the midterms count, your opinions count, your votes count. But you want to know what? I guess last thing I want to say though before we before we end is if you want to see real change, like I think instead of focusing your on national government, you know, and focusing on as as heavily as we did on the presidential, focus on your your local and state government just as heavy because mm-hmm. that's where real change is going to start is with your local and your state government because then they can take that and you know pass it on up to the DCS. You know, the local and state government affect your life so much more than you realize, and they affect your life so much more than even a federal government. Yeah. Government. So that's, yeah. I mean, so if you if you want to have this such a big turnout for the presidency and you know national federal federal voting, also do it. Yeah, do it for your state. Do it for your local government. You know, city council, whatever, school boards, mayor, governor. You know, make sure you do do all that as well. Get just as much active in your state. Don't just have one foot in the elections. Get yeah. Get both feet in there. Do the do the midterms. Everything. Yeah, do do what you can when you can for your state. And, and you know it's also like one of the greatest things about living in this country, um, is you get to actually do get to have a voice. So utilize it. Go out there and do it, do your part. Um, a little late because can't vote now, but just for future sake. Yep. Well, good episode, boys. Good episode. Yeah. Till next week. Yeah. Till next, Til next week. week. And like um, we said, we will we'll have our locks of the week weekend. Uh, probably out tomorrow. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure we get. You know, I'll get mine to you this. It'll evening. be on our social medias. It'll be a yeah. Well, it'll be tonight on either Instagram, tomorrow morning. Yeah, Instagram page tomorrow. Yeah. If you want to make some money, maybe follow us. Maybe play two or three of them together. Yep. Just do two. Just do two. Two team parlays and two two team parlays. Yep. And you know, just figure out which one you like least of the five. Yeah. And just leave them out. All right. Well, anyways, great episode. Good talks. Thanks to everyone listening. Um, the new users that checked in. Appreciate y'all. Um, till next time. Uh, yeah, just have a good luck. Have a good couple of days. Have a good weekend. Yeah.